thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Yeah, yeah, it's your boy Modestat. Welcome to a, a very rushed episode of Thinking Out Loud. We're starting approximately like 15 minutes late. I must say it's not my fault though. Um, it, it, it's hard to explain. Well, actually, it's not really at all. You need a key card to get in. I gotta go to the the student offices, give them my key card, and they give it back to me, and then uh, we get we get in. The key card wasn't working though, and I was going back and forth about four or five times, and it just never never worked to the point where we were late, you know, and uh, I had to eat, so I did that. But here we are. We're still gonna go the full hour. There's people coming up behind me, but, you know, they're nerds, so it doesn't really matter. We're just going to go. All right, I'm joined again by, um, you know, I've taken her under my wing, my protege, China Haid. Say hello. Hello. Um, as always, the illustrious Jackie as well. Hello. And we're also joined by Coyote. He's going to um, he's gonna pipe in later, because we're going to talk about this whole Arsenal fan TV, but say hi for now. Hello. All right, then. So, a lot to talk about this week. You know, you'd be surprised how much you can get when you actually uh, research. Because, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, I was like, man, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about this week. Then I actually did some research, and we got a whole lot. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to start with this whole colorism discussion. Now, uh, Georgia Smith, I'm sure you all know who Georgia Smith is. She's, I call her this generation's Kareem Bailey Ray, but she's this, you know, British singer, light skin, fluffy hair, you know, the, the whole, the whole thing. Sometimes she has dreads, I swear. Right, Shanna? Do you oh, know Georgia Smith? I don't really know much about her. Yeah, fair enough. Jackie, you know Georgia Smith, right? Yeah. Yeah, she has dreads. Does she have dreads right now? I don't think so, no. Oh, well, she either has dreads or like Afro or whatever. Um, personally, I, I'm, I think she's good looking, but some... And most people do, but the discussion has started recently that the only reason that she's uh, a as popular as she is right now because she's having a moment, um, b that people find her attractive is because she's a light skinned woman. Um, I'm I'm my, myself. I'm kind of on the fence about it. And colorism is definitely a thing because I remember even when I was younger back in, like, year seven and year eight, light-skinned girls or mixed-race girls would get plenty of attention solely because of that. And I speak to a lot of my friends about it nowadays. A lot of those girls were not even good-looking. Like, when we think back on it, some of them now, they grew up into dogs. <laughs> but wow. back in the day, back in the day, these were, they were the Kim Kardashian of our school. And it was literally just because they were like... That's, that, and that's what people would, you know, when you send your broadcast on BBM, you know, I'm looking for a lighty or something like that. Um, so there's definitely a foundation there. Like, that's, that's nothing to argue about. That's a fact that colorism is a thing that happens. But the question of the day, the debate is, is it having an effect on Georgia Smith's career and how people view it? Now, Jackie, you think it is, right? Yes. Can you explain that, please? Um, I think it's because... Um, I do think she's a great singer. Like, regardless of anything, she is a great singer. But I do think that a lot more attention is more towards her looks 
than to her actual voice. Mm. So I'd say more people are drawn to how she looks and like, oh, she's a light-skinned person. As to say, if she was dark-skinned, she wouldn't get as much attention. Like, people would still listen to her, but that would be just because they want to listen to her. But with George Smith, people actually want to, like, see her and everything. And I think that's because she is... You think it's because she is light-skinned? Yeah. I like, I understand that as well. I would say, though, that a lot of the, the thing... I'd say nowadays, in today's ever more than ever, I'd, it's kind of, I'm not really sure if it's as applicable because it's like, everyone's got their struggle, you know, you got, uh, now overweight people are always like, oh, yeah, I'm overweight, it shouldn't affect me. And, you know, then you got gay people like, I'm gay, it shouldn't affect me. Trying, you know, we're accepting everything. So I feel like nowadays looks don't matter more than ever before. But, I, d- I don't know. I'm not a woman, so I, I can't I can't tell how how you are affected. I mean, let's see what what dark skin popular artists are there. Tiny, you know any? As in women? Yeah, at the moment, like we're popping. Honestly, I'm probably the worst person to ask about this because I think we all know my music. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tiny took a year off music. <laughs> she was help teaching. What is it? Dominican kids. How to speak English, yes. How to speak English. All she was doing, you you were just, you were giving drug lords another language. Oh my God, is that <laughs> you being so racist? <laughs> Jesus. Not, what's racist about that? Oh my God. <laughs> we're going to end that right there. We're going to end that right there. Fair enough. Well, this colorism thing, it, it does, it is interesting because um, I was reading up on it, even Beyonce's father, I've got, let me get the article up right here. Beyonce's father, he was talking about how um, he thinks it's still very active to this day. He said himself that, like, he doesn't think that his daughter would be anywhere near as popular as she was if she was dark-skinned. Like, both of, it, both of his daughters. Do you lot, what do you lot think about that? Um, in all honesty, this one sounds so stupid, but when I first saw Beyonce, I didn't think she was light-skinned. Because mm. I feel like... From, like, the crazy in love days and stuff like that, she didn't actually look that light-skinned. That's but, like, true. like, all of a sudden, now she's real light-skinned. Is she? Well, not real light-skinned, but she's lighter than she was. Yeah. Really? I see that, yeah. So. Yeah. I think, I, I, think I mean, so. the, the other one, what's her name? Solange. Solange? Solange. <coughs> she's light-skinned, definitely. Yeah, she is. She's light But I think there, there's different levels, though. It doesn't just go light-skinned, dark-skinned. There's, like, I think Beyonce's more in the middle. But his, his whole point was if she was, like, dark-skinned, he doesn't think she would, she would have lasted at all. And I don't know. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit of a weird one because even he said himself. He said when he was younger, it was all about light skin. He said the only reason he even got with Beyonce's mother was because he thought she was white at first. Oh. Um, but then recently, you know, Charlemagne interviewed um this Latin singer. Amara La Negra, have you heard of her? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's like she's Dominican, but she 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 looks black, like, well, she is black, really. She's black, and her whole thing is uh, she doesn't believe that she's getting the representation that she deserves, and it's purely because of her skin. Because she said when most people think of like Dominican, you know, they think like Cardi B, is very light, but they kind of claim black. But people don't realise that there's a lot of really dark-skinned Latino people out there. And, you know, my whole point of this is, it, it's it's very weird. Because it's like, even though colorism has been around for a long time, 
nowadays there's new spins and new new twists on every every single struggle. Everyone's got a struggle nowadays. And you have to know about all of them. I mean, I hate to say I don't care, but wow. I, it's like I'm I'm too focused on um the stuff that directly affects me. And you know what I mean by that is this year I've got my new mantra. My new mantra is that I'm gonna be unapologetically black. And that's to say, you know, if you if dark skinned Latin people are going through issues, sure enough, tell me about them, that's fine. You know, if you're if you're trans and people are cussing you or whatever, go through that. However, I really don't care. Now when I say I don't care, that's not to say that I want people to, to be upset or to be oppressed. Of, of of course, that's wrong, and you need to sort that out. But my energy, I'm focusing it on the things that directly affect me, and that's uh, stuff like inequality and you know police brutality, and and things of that nature. All these other things is kind of it's it's kind of just like noise. To the we got important issues, we got important issues going on. I can't really be focusing on a dark skinned Dominican person. I think it's more if something actually affects you, though. Like, you don't care because it doesn't affect you. That's what I'm saying. But the thing is, but nowadays we're expected to care about every issue. I mean, have you been on Twitter recently? You would think that every single person is like Gandhi. Everyone's got a a think piece on something. I mean, the thing is, right, with the whole, well, something that I can, like, not necessarily relate to, but something that I can speak on is that I... The whole dark skin Dominican thing. No, it's tr- when I was over there, I felt it like more because I saw how they were towards dark skin Dominicans. How are they? They're horrible. <laughs> if you're dark skinned and you're on a bus, they'll mm. take you off and be like, "Where's your papers?" A hundred percent. What they'll make you get off. What papers do you need As to have? In, in... They'll be like, "You look Haitian, so wear your your papers to be in the country." And you'll be like, "And there's people that are fully Dominican born there," mm. and they'll say, "Well." You need your papers, and they literally just pick dark-skinned people to get off the bus. See, that's that's wrong. And as I said, I'm like, I'm always open to, to hearing about these things. That can't run, but it's just like. So you know, imagine how she feels. She's come from a country where she was oppressed to I'm more sure oppression. She, I'm sure she doesn't. I'm sure she feels horrible. <laughs> she got to deal. I'm, I'm saying, I'm sure she feels terrible, but she got to deal with that. <laughs> we got, no, as in dark-skinned Dominican people. Rise up, get get a movement going, do your thing. It's just me now. My energy, I'm focusing it elsewhere. That's me personally. Yeah, that's me that's personally. You know, because I mean, this like it's kind of like that that whole all, all lives matter thing. It's like yeah, all lives matter, but Black lives matter right now. And it's like for me, that's and like I said this this whole year, that's my energy, unapologetically black. If it ain't something that you know is affecting me or my people directly. You know, I'll, I'll I'll be empathetic, sympathetic, but that's it. You ain't getting no hashtags off me. Um, I mean, but yeah, but this colorism thing, that is something that affects black people. Now, obviously, China, Jackie, two um, you know, black black girls, not really, not light skin. How, growing up, do you, do you feel like colorism was a thing that affected either of you? Um... Um, not necessarily affected me. Like, I've never 
you've never been like upset but yeah I think well with dark-skinned people I think it either can either go two ways I could think that you're either not loved or you're fetishized in a sense <laughs> like it's it's really weird I feel like you either hate dark-skinned women or you love dark-skinned women like there's that no in between and like um one thing that it kind of affected me is when I went on holiday like uh, I went to Cyprus and there's not many dark people in Cyprus and yeah, I can imagine they act very strangely, like, they're all like, oh, your black is so beautiful. Oh, my God. You're so wow. this and so that. I want to marry. I want to... It's, it's really weird. And then it's either that or... Mm, you're too or they're completely me. off. Yeah. So that was the only thing that kind of affected me. But nothing in a really negative way. I just kind of shook it off and be like, oh, okay. But... So do you mind that? Like, would you want things to change? Do you look at, like the love that Georgia Smith is getting and you're like, that doesn't really make sense to me. Um, no. Um, mm, it's weird because she is a good singer. So I do believe that she's getting what she deserves as a good singer. Mm. If she wasn't as good of a singer, then it would be different. Like, So if she... Okay, so let's say she's the same, exact same singer, Billy, but she's dark-skinned. Do you think she has the same reaction? I would think not. Um, because you don't really hear about a lot of dark-skinned singers, especially dark-skinned British singers. Yeah. Like, you don't hear a lot of them, unless they're, like, male rappers and stuff. Mm. With females, you don't hear a lot about them, and I think that's generally a lot. It's a good point, what you made about the fe- fetishizing thing, because I remember a couple of years ago when um, Lupita Nyong'o really blew up on the scene. <clears throat> These, like, I was like, you know, she's a good-looking girl and all, but uh, it seemed a bit, like... Not a bit much, but just everyone was just like, wow, look at her. Like, the, the spotlight was really on her. And this, there were a couple of photo shoots of her, like, you know, like highlighting her, her bold head. And it was just like, <laughs> I, was, I was just like, yo, personally, I fall in the camp of, I don't think, I don't think any girl looks good with a bold head. That, and that's not, that's not telling you to not do it. Do what you, you told want. Told us the other day to shave our hair. Yeah, you, you know, and you, you still need to do it. But <laughs> you, you still need to do it because your natural hair is beautiful. But I, but I just always feel like, you know, I've, I've never been attracted to that. But um, I do feel like the, the love for Lupita Nyong'o, I think it was solely because she was just a dark-skinned woman and she was in a, a popular role. And it's like they just wanted to throw it all on her. You, you, you hardly ever find people in the middle. That's a, I, I hadn't thought about that before. That's a good point. But um, so this colorism thing, is there a solution to it? How do you stop? I, I don't think there's a solution to you it. You can't stop people being light-skinned. can't stop people being dark-skinned. So no, I but I mean, like, <laughs> because it, it, comes, it comes from families. It's, cause it's a big thing in Caribbean families as well, where light-skinned kids will get, like, at, held up, you know, on a pedestal solely because they're light-skinned. Really? Yeah. What well, family were you brought up in? I brought up in the Caribbean one, but um, wow, that's why you know. But it, it it's 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 definitely. I think it's definitely a thing, and you can see it. You can definitely see it in the black community. You know, light light skin is is preferred by most. Do you know what? It's um, it's definitely a thing in everywhere. Um, my mom was telling me about um, she has a friend that's from not South Africa. 
but like Ethiopia, I think it is. Mm. And even there, there's a hierarchy. I think it was every country, even even if it's a purely black country, there'll still be a hierarchy. When you're lighter skinned, you're better. If you're darker skinned, then you're not yeah. so good. I mean, they have the like caste system in India and they literally, that's how their class is based off the, the color of your skin. Can you imagine that? It's like every time a girl's pregnant, it's like the lottery. Oh. If you come out of a light skinned kid, you've made it. But I don't know, this whole thing is, is it's crazy. It's crazy. It's some the things that are really in, ingrained in the culture. It's hard to change because on, on one level, I feel like our generation is very open minded to a lot of things. So only time will tell. But on another level, when we've had these things in our in our DNA for so long, it's going to be hard to get out. Personally, I don't really care what, what my kids look like. So, I mean. I, I kind of don't want a daughter because you can't win. Because if your daughter's if your daughter's a, like beautiful, then you're gonna have to deal with that. And then if she's clapped, you ain't gonna have grandkids. <laughs> so, so if my son comes out, however it is, it doesn't matter because I can just teach him game. But um, <laughs> moving on though, do you want to talk about this um, this Brit Awards thing? I didn't watch it, but I saw the tell back like Storms had his performance, and um, he in the middle of the performance he was like. You know, Theresa May, do you think we forgot about Grenfell? And uh, what else did yeah. he say? He said Daily Mail, you know, suck my, you know what. And um, obviously a lot of backlash, a lot of support. Um, I'm all for it. I feel like entertainers should be able to use their platform however they choose. You know, you can't really control what comes out of their mouth. But it also, it also brings me to like, because recently uh, LeBron James and Kevin Durant, two basketball players, they had an interview and they were talking about Donald Trump, like how they basically don't respect him as a president. And then this uh, Fox News anchor, I can't remember her name, she came out and she was like to them, just stick to dribbling, like don't talk about, don't talk about stuff that doesn't concern you. And it brings up the conversation. Do you, what, like, what do you lot think about, about um, entertainers, you know, and athletes giving their takes um, on like politics and things? Because these are huge followings like if lebron james was to tell people we're not gonna vote for this person there's a good chance that person will lose votes because of it a very influential person so what do you lot think about this i think that um if you have the power mm. to be able to to say what you feel you should be able to do it you should have the liberty to be able to do it isn't america the land of the free it's true shouldn't he be able to say what he wants to say and also donald trump needs to know that he's trash. He's absolute trash. You know the funny thing about Donald Trump being trash, though? One man's trash and another man's treasure. America got exactly what they wanted in Donald That's Trump. That's very true. And the, very true. the funny thing about this is that if it was flipped over, if it was a white basketball player who was like, Donald Trump is doing great things, mm-hmm. I guarantee everyone would be like, shut up and just play basketball. Why are you even talking? So... It, it just, for me, when I'm looking at all of these, because all of these topics kind of link in together, when I look at our generation and the era we live in, this culture, it is, I think, the most subjective era of all time. Because if you, because look at this, if you go back 20, 30 years, even, even, you know, more than that, 40 years, if you're a kid, you see something on the news, you, you react to that in your own time, in your own house, and then next time you talk about it, it won't be for, you know, if you see it on the weekend, it won't be for a couple of days at school. And then you can share your opinion. Right now, 
we see something being said, we jump on Twitter and instantly you got all these reactions. And the thing is, what people don't seem to understand is that your Twitter is full of people you follow and people they follow. So you're only ever going to get one side. It's like, if I go on my Twitter right now, I'm not going to see people saying they love Trump. It's all, it's all, you know, people from like London, you know, so it's all going to be people who vote Labour and whatnot. So if I look at that and take it as this is the opinion, you're literally blocking yourself off to a whole half of an argument. And like you or not, every argument has merits. Every side has merits. If me and you argue, you're going to have reasons why you're angry. I'm going to have reasons why I'm angry. And obviously, if we're angry, then there's, there's, then there's validity in that. So... When I say this is the most subjective ever, ever, I mean that so many people are hopping online, grabbing an opinion that's not really theirs because they haven't had time to think it through themselves and then just running with it. And then that's just the right thing. Because there's a lot of contradictory stuff we do. Like, as I said, with this LeBron James thing, I guarantee if this was a white athlete who would have said that he supported Trump, everyone would have been like, why are we listening to basketball players? What do they know? Isn't that what we said about Trump becoming president? He's a celebrity. What does he know about politics? Mm. And yet, LeBron James and Kevin Durant, when they talk about politics, we're holding it up like, yeah, listen to these guys just because they're against what we're against. Now, personally, I'm like, I believe what they said. You know, I'm all for it. But I just feel like we can't shun the other side just because we're on, we're on one side. Um, and... It all, it all ties together because it's about everything. It's about this colorism thing, you know, this Georgia Smith thing. Um, if you hop on Twitter, you're only going to see one side. If you hop on anything, you're only ever going to see one side of it. Um, but speaking of Trump, as you don't know, there was that school shooting the other week. Because um, I do think Trump is an idiot. There was a school shooting the other week. Now, the solution to most people is obvious. Get rid of guns. Because, you know, everyone in America, they're like, hey, video games are the issue. Music's the issue. As if we don't have the exact same games and music exactly. in every other country, but there's no shootings. You know, I listen, you know I'm, I'm listening to the same stuff and playing the same games. I've never wanted to shoot people. The one common denominator there is weapons, and they have it. But Trump's solution now, he wants to arm teachers. Yeah, I saw that. And he said, like, if a teacher protects a class, they'll get a bonus. What an incentive. It is like, that's... Who's going to ever want to become a teacher now? Not only do you have to learn curriculum, you've got to go through weapons training as well. It, well it's, yeah, it's a loss. He's actually... He's, he's, he's lost. I know. Okay, so, question about that. Yeah. So, say a teacher has a gun, mm-hmm. and the school shooter comes in. Yes. And they kill said school shooter and it's a minor, mm-hmm. does it mean that they're acquitted of all the charges? Then? Um, I'd assume so. I'd assume it'd be self-defense or something. They'd, they'd figure something like that out. But all I know is that teacher with a gun, that's, that's going to that's gonna be more dead students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. Not, only are the, not only are the crazy kids getting guns, like, it's going to be crazy teachers exactly. as well. Exactly. What if the teachers are a bit mentally unstable? If they were teachers like Holy Family with gun, I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> huh? It'd just be easier for the Exactly. Oh, Mr. Simon... <laughs> We had a teacher who locked a student in a closet. Oh. How long, how long were they in the me. closet I for? I don't even know. <laughs> we had a teacher, a music teacher, locked a student in a closet. Music teachers are crazy. That one did it to me too. What? Locked you yeah. in a closet. Why is it in closet? He told us to shut up too. It was so weird. Uh, 
my Music god. teachers are crazy. <laughs> I mean, they, they would have been, and I, I know I've pushed teachers to the edge. Mr. Scone would have shot me. <laughs> His teacher, he walked out on me. What a coward, by the way. I want to talk about that. What a cowardly teacher. It was in philosophy. It was all girls and me. Um, deep, throughout the class, like girls talking, he's just like so contrary. Every time someone get a question wrong, he gives some sarcastic response and like, he basically talk down to everyone. Now, obviously, I'm a different breed, so I'm not having it. So he was talking down to me one time, and I was like, I'm, I'm not going to, that's not going to happen to me. And um, he was like, get out of the class. And I said, well, I've done nothing wrong. I'm not going nowhere. And then he said, right, well, if you don't go, I'm going. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not joking. And he picked up his bags, and he walked out, like, halfway through the class. Imagine if he had a gun. I actually wouldn't be here. Imagine. So, so you can't you can't give teachers guns. That, you're making the problem worse because now you've got to deal with that the the stressed out kids who are going to come in and shoot up everyone, and now the stressed out teachers are going to come in and shoot up everyone. Teachers are one of the most stressed people. Yeah, they are. Uh, th- these are waiting to get their hands on weapons. Uh, so just get rid of guns. I don't know why they love guns so much. Have you seen the video of that little white girl getting the gun? Yeah. It was, I was so confused. Like, everyone thought it was going to be like a little musical instrument or something. <laughs> she starts crying and everything. So if, like, you haven't, if you like, haven't seen it, um, I don't think China has, it's, it's a video on Twitter, this little white girl. She looks like 12-ish. Um, she's in the back of a, a car and her dad hands her this big box. He's like, oh, happy birthday. She's unwrapping it. And as, as Jackie said, at first you think it's like a guitar or something because it's pretty big. It's a sniper rifle. And then the girl starts breaking down, like, oh my God, it's just the one I want. How do you know? (laughs) (laughs) But it's crazy. Imagine, like, imagine, it's funny though, because the same people who support that video are the same people who will see uh, a little Asian girl wearing a burqa and be like, look at her, she's getting ready to to blow up something. You know? You don't need guns. What does a little girl like that need with a sniper rifle? What is she going to do? Shoot at school. Exactly. She's waiting because she looked a bit chubby as well. She's she, she been waiting to catch... The, <laughs> hey, I know how little black girls can be. She's she been waiting to catch some little black girls that called her fat. Now she got um, a sniper. If you saw the interview as well between the the black man and the white woman, it was like a... Um, oh, what was it? It was like a news kind of interview. And basically the white woman was talking <clears throat> about how um, black kids are you know, badly behaved and whatnot. And he was just like, yeah, but white kids shoot up schools. And she was getting really, really upset about it. And he was, she was like, yeah, but black on black crime is so, like, high and everything. And it was just ridiculous. And he was getting, obviously, really mad because it's normally every time mm. it's a white kid that shoots up a school. We don't shoot up schools. No. It's a bit too big. It's a bit too much for <laughs> Too us. much energy for that. And, and we're not that... Hateful, I don't know. We'd be afraid of getting beat when we get back home. You never know. <laughs> your parents aren't coming to that visitation ever. You're going to be alone for the rest of your life. I mean, yo, white people really need to stop it. They really need to stop it. <laughs> I'm tell you, I'm gonna tell you a couple things right now. What I'm all for. You know, like when someone says something, like that, there was that white girl that put some video up on Instagram for her saying she was like she was um very drunk. She was like, oh, I hate niggas. I can't stand them. And then they got her up out of her uni. 
You always have people on Twitter like, oh, why are you ruining her life over something she said? Listen, I am 100% for it. Get them out of there. <laughs> because I'd mu- I'm, I much prefer the racist in my face than in the closet. You give this girl a degree now, she might be end up in a position where she can hire people. And she's already said she hates niggas. So how many, how many, how many black people do you think she's hiring? That's discrimination. Get them up out of there. Um, and right now, what's going on is, have you not seen these, the Black Panther hoaxes? No. There's been white people putting, they put up pictures of like a, a person with a bust up face. And they're like, this is my, me and my brother. Yeah, yeah. Me and my brother went to see Black Panther. And someone said, not today, cracker, and smashed a bottle over his face. And it's like, but then people have been Google imaging the, the pictures and it's just been like from, it's yeah, from something else. Mm. Find these people, get them out of here. Yeah. I, I don't understand how people can get away with this. How, racism is really back, I think. Twitter has, Twitter has made racism, not just Twitter, all of the internet, has made racism so accessible. It's America. It's not. Nah, it's all over the world because no, it's, it's I mean, England like, as well. Yeah, but it's less like okay. Maybe it's more. I don't know. Hidden in England, but honestly, I f- okay. I've been screaming this for the longest time. America is such a problem. Like the whole place is just a problem. It's corrupt, isn't it? It's crazy. And since Donald Trump's come, it just go got there. twenty times worse. So here's the thing. Here's the thing with Trump. Um, he's a, a marketing mastermind. He he really knew exactly who to target because these poor disenfranchised white people have been around forever. Can you imagine this? Imagine being poor, you have nothing to your name, but you still feel like you're better than black people. That's what these that's what the white people in the South are like, you know, like the hillbillies. They've got absolutely nothing, but they still feel better. However, every politician has ignored them historically. Because, you know, they, they, they want to go for the, the middle class vote. They want to go for the black vote. Donald Trump's come in now. And he's been like, yo, there's a whole section of people not being represented. And those, and those are the people who he's directly gone for. And those are the people that got him in. So when Trump does these things, it's to be expected. Because he's just representing his electorate. We can't expect someone who we didn't vote for, we didn't want to represent us. That's why I don't get surprised by anything Trump says, because it's like he's literally just echoing what his what his demographic thinks. And they're always going to think that. And they're the people who are going to be on Twitter. They'll never have their face on there. It'll be like a picture of the flag or, or something like that. And, you know, this whole social media era, it's just allowed people who don't deserve a voice, because I, I don't think everyone deserves a voice. Freedom, freedom of speech should have an asterisk if you've got something to say. Because <laughs> these people just getting online, spewing hatred, and then they're finding other people to, to um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, just to improve on it, to grow on it. You, you don't, I, I really don't believe that everybody, everyone should get to say what they feel. Because if it, everyone have their opinion, though, and you can have it. You can have it in silence. <laughs> it's like, all right, look, it's like if all of like there's there's four other people in this room right now. If in my head I'm thinking I hate all of you, what good does it do if if I was just to be like, oh yeah, I hate every one of you? All that does is that's just gonna make bring negativity. I'll keep that to myself, and then when I get home, I'll be like, oh, I can't believe I was with them earlier, or something like that. So it, 
I think it's all about maturity as well. How like, do you mean? It's all about um, knowing a place and a time for things. Because, I mean... And that's the thing with Twitter, though. It's always the time. That's true. <sighs> it's like, there's never a wrong time. Have you not heard of, um, what's it called? Incel. It's, this, it's a group on the internet where it's, uh, it's men who often have zero success with females. And they basically talk about how they hate girls. Wow. And uh, there's a specific one, a specific story that I, uh, that I, I, I brought up. Called this girl. <laughs> she, well, she, she was like, this is why I hate men. But I'm like, yo, this ain't no men. But it's this guy just like, I once approached a teenage girl, 14 years old, by asking her for directions. Then I asked for her name. She was afraid and started walking away. I started following her. I said she ran like a newborn. I'm still following her. And he was like, now nah, I want to make it clear that I, was, I had no intention of raping her or whatnot. It's just a bit of harmless psychological fun. Pardon? Now, such a Caucasian thing to say. <laughs> as, a, as a man, I just want to step out there and be like, these are the people whose lunch money we took. <laughs> so I would not take that as an example of why men are trash. That that's these these <laughs> these freaks. It's gonna it's this and the funniest thing about it, and that's another thing about the internet. Honestly, I feel like Twitter should be voice notes. You shouldn't be able to type something you'd never say. Cause it's always the the person in the corner. Look at and I'm gonna I'm gonna call I his knew name. You're gonna say Ross. I'm gonna call his name Ross Ferguson. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna call his name. You lot can look him up on Facebook. He's got long hair, white guy. Back in school, <laughs> back in school, this guy sitting corn, sit in the corner saying nothing. In fact, we used to make him do push-ups in <laughs> class. Not, not, on, not even on a bullying. It's just like one day he was talking about oh, how many push-ups he could do. And we were like, oh, can you do them now? And he started doing push-ups. Never said a peep, nothing. Nope. Check his Facebook now. Mate. All he's the talking biggest about. racist. The mu- you're talking about white people, we need to rise up, take back this country. Wow. I was like, you weren't saying it's an ICT. <laughs> it's, I, and that, that is what the internet's done. It's given people who have nothing to say a voice. And then when, and then the thing is, he'll, he'll say these things and he'll get likes because it's other losers who find it and like it. And then these lot think they're bigger than they are. He, not everyone deserves a voice. Not everyone deserves an opinion. And this, uh, this is something that, that honestly needs to be dealt with. And Ross Ferguson, yo, Holy Family Reunion is coming up. If I catch you at school. Are you going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going. If I catch you at school, we're going to talk about this. I'm going to print out your page and bring it with me. And we'll see. Hand it out to everyone there. I'm going to hand it out. I'm going to get some quotes and whatnot. Wow. Just like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. He does. Look like <laughs> he does look like a radio. I don't know how we didn't see it before. <laughs> but moving on. Moving on. Now, this is where, Jackie, do you want to spot seats or can you, can the mic, can you? No, you can definitely leave the mic. I'm so, here. All right. So now moving on, talking about opinions. I want to talk about is Arsenal Fan TV. If you don't know what Arsenal Fan TV is... Um, it's basically a platform where the fans, after the matches, the guy named Robbie, he runs it. He uh, he records, you know, the fans' comments and whatnot, and he puts it on YouTube. 
pretty much every football club or every major football club at least has one. But Arsenal Fan TV is the biggest one um, because in no small part, the crisis that's been going on at the Emirates Stadium for like the last two to three years. And they have some colourful fans, some colourful opinions as well. And uh, Hector Bellerin, who's a, a player, yeah, he's a player for Arsenal. He had an interview the other day. He came out, he called the fans, he called the people on Arsenal Fan TV hustlers and fake fans. And his point of view was that um, if you're profiting off the club not doing well, then you're not a real fan. I've got some views on it. I'm not even, I'm not even an Arsenal fan. So I brought Coyote on. He's an Arsenal fan. I wanted to know what you think about the situation. Well, <laughs> Arsenal, what a shambles right now. But anyway, <laughs> Hector Bellerin, I can understand what he's, where he's coming from. He's saying um, that, yeah, they're making their success of Arsenal's failures, basically. If mm. you look at Arsenal fan TV, their um, best numbers in terms of views and everything, it's always when Arsenal had a poor performance or got slumped. Yeah. And now all my friends, as soon as we lose, my phone's blazing off. Yep, I'm going to watch Arsenal Fan TV tonight. It's going to be great. They're getting lots of views and in turn money off of that. So why? For Arsenal's failures. I hear where he's coming from. I mean, well, the thing is, because I don't think there's really anything wrong with it. As in, it's not his fault. All the things that make him money are out of his control. Like, all he's doing is putting the videos up. And he still puts videos up when they win. He puts up the same videos of the same people when they, whether they win or lose. Is it his fault if everyone wants to go and watch those videos and if, if, if YouTube are paying him for it? No, I hear that. And I rate what he's done. He's, I mean, like you said, every fan deserves to have their opinion and is entitled to what they say. They don't have to wear a suit or whatever, just to have their valid opinion yeah. but when you're looking at some of the videos it's almost seen as dramatized sometimes you see the way that the um people in there are, are acting and you hear the people laughing in the background or shouting in the background this it seemed as almost a comedy show at times so you don't so think it's genuine it's it's genuine but at times it's like when we've lost like you're, you're trying to get more views for your for your um Show, I mean, it, it makes us seem like a laughing stock at times. I can't lie, and it's embarrassing, but you know, <laughs> you know. well, I, but the, but it all comes back to the actual club, though. You know, if if the team was winning, then there's nothing for them to react to. So, for the team is doing shock, you know, poor, they're doing poor, the worst away record in world football. So, so can you blame can you blame Robbie just for for putting the videos up, and then whatever whatever the fans want to say on there, he's also not in control of that. Um, taking a call from Connor, he's an Arsenal fan. I wanna I wanna hear what he has to say about it as well. So hold on, give it a second. But uh, yeah, in the mean in the meantime, personally, I don't really think he's done anything wrong. Uh, crap, Connor's not picking up the phone. I'll tell him to call. Well, me. um, he's he's not done he's not done anything wrong. I mean, he's just seen opportunity and or Robbie, and he's um. So is he a hustler? A good, Do you think he's, he's a hustler. He's he's not a hustler, but he's he's been he's been smart. But he's given the fans a voice. Now the fans have a platform, and you can see other football clubs as well. 
Yeah. Um, they've made similar um, YouTube channels, and now it's it's kind of like yeah, the fans have a say of what happens in the club because things do change when there's a big following. It's all over social media. They have it. I think. Um, well, I don't know because a lot of them want Wenger out, but um, we'll talk about that more in a minute. Because I'm here with Connor now. Um, Connor, Connor, who you lot know well from the first what two episodes, Connor? Yeah, the best. Yeah, well, that's that's besides the point. But this Arsenal fan TV Hector Bellerin thing. What what are your points of view on it? Me personally, I strongly disagree with what everyone said. I don't think they're hustlers or anything like that. I just think they're fans who are emotional after Arsenal defeat. If we're not performing, they have the right to say what they got to say. Because me personally, when Arsenal lose, I feel like giving up on everything. <laughs> so like. So it's like I can only imagine that these fans that go there week in, week out, travel across the world. Like last week, they were in in Sweden. Yeah. Like travel across the world to what to pay and watch these teams, watch the team play. If they're not going to perform and they're getting embarrassed by our opposition, I, I, I would react like that as well. Well, um. The, the 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 argument is though, when you put videos on YouTube, you have the choice to monetize it or not. So obviously Robbie's choosing to monetize. So the fact is he is making money and he makes vastly more money when the team loses. Does uh, that uh, does that make him a hustler? No, because that's not in his control. It's, it's about whether the fans. It's basically. It's not in his control. It depends on who wants to view the videos. Whether rival fans want to view it or not, and that contributes to the success, that's not on him because he's gonna he's gonna release the videos either way. But he so could he could control. choose to not make money off it though. But why? Because I don't see a problem with it. But like, we're, we're getting the call from uh from Blaine Kaloran. I'm gonna call you back, Connor. We're gonna hear what Blaine has to say. Hello, Blaine. I trust you have a, a lot to say on this current situation. Yeah, I just to say, like, uh, the whole thing is, he, the videos he puts out there, he puts out videos that are trying to embarrass Arsenal. He knows he makes more money off of embarrassing the club. So the people he puts out, putting Ty out there week in, week out, so people can laugh at him, get the piss out of him, or get the mick out of him. Yeah, that, that's, that's the reason he does it. I think he, I probably started as a fan, but now he's playing up to it, and it's an embarrassment really. That's an embarrassing the club kind of thing. So, so um, you, so you think he? So, do you think he's purposely putting people on there with the intent of getting a reaction? You think he's telling them, "Go, go no, on." I don't think he's telling them what to say, but you can pick out the donuts and you can put them on because you know they're going to get more views and they can say the inflammatory stuff, and that's how you can make it money. So, I think probably at the start, he probably started it as a voice the fans but now it's sort of transformed into something where all he all he's doing it for is to make money and he's just putting the biggest fools he can find outside of Arsenal grounds to say the most ridiculous stuff so he can put it in uh, but, I don't watch the videos personally but I've seen the titles and the titles are basically trying to make them as you will click on it I know that's how YouTube works but I think a fan would have intentionally trying to be playing on so you think he's more more money than fan right now? That that what you're trying to say? No, I don't doubt that he's a massive fan, but I think the the money he sort of he if he was in uh, for me when I see Arsenal fan TV and people on Twitter and stuff all that, it's just embarrassing. We're embarrassing the club anyway. We've got nothing to be embarrassed about, <laughs> about rather than putting some donuts out there talking rubbish. Now, we should be embarrassed if some of the players would play for us. We might have a deal with as well. 
situation. He just pokes it. But who? But who? But, but he gives a platform to all of these people who I think. Said, I, I don't want to go to my thoughts and things. But he gives a platform to a lot of people who are like disrespecting a man who has done so much for the club and stuff and I think that he knows that there are people a lot of people on in there the people who the keyboard warriors the ones who say the stuff about Wenger they're the ones who are going to be watching the videos or opposition fans so he does he puts inflammatory stuff out there but so there's a lot of there are, but I mean, Ty is Wenger in, and he has Wenger in people on this. Anyone can go yeah, on no, National Fan TV. I Ty, used to yeah, work at. Ty, Ty, someone needs to tell Ty. Like, I've seen videos of like I've seen one of Chelsea fans stealing his hat and stuff. Ty has become like the only puts Ty on there now because Ty. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure he's a lovely man and everything. But people are he's on there to laugh him, and the stuff the questions they ask him, they lead him down an alleyway. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't. I, I personally, I don't. I feel like Ty shouldn't be on there because I think it's he very clearly has some mental difficulties. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that because he's a, he's a 40 year old man who argues with 12 year olds on the phone. He wears the same outfit. Yeah, he's not 40 he's 47 actually 47 by the way black don't crack but yeah well you know he's got he's got the uh the men, men, mentally disabled people age well playing so uh but but uh but that's but that's besides the point i feel like with robbie blaine um and i said i worked at emirates i used to see it after the games literally anyone could go on the crowd is not that big he never says no to to people who want to go on. Now, the the four main people that he has on, they've been with him since the very start. So why would he not keep carry on with them? You know, I, I mean, is it is it? I don't feel like it's his fault. I don't feel like he's a hustler. I just feel like he's just putting the content out there. From the start, they probably just come in. I don't know. The first video he did, they probably the people who brought in the most views for them have just stuck around. I don't, I don't, I don't think they were like there. The original four, maybe Claude, maybe, but like, like troops and DT, they probably had a good interview. They've got loads of views, and then kept coming back on. So, what do you think the solution like, is? That was dragging the views. So, if um, Bella, so if Bellerin is right, what do you think is the solution is? Should he either only put videos up when they win? Should he, should he demonetize no, the videos? The you're doing, don't hide from the fact you're making money out of the club being a failure. Don't go around act like you're some sort of a beacon of. Light for Arsenal and like you're just showing the fans views. Play on the fact that you make mo- don't make money off it, but at the end of the day you're trying to be successful because we're a joke at the moment. Well, we're not a joke. We're in a cup final on Sunday, so I think that's overplayed. You're a joke. We're a bit of a we're a joke. We're in a cup final. You're in the top ten race. In the top ten race. So, well, I just think he needs to embrace the fact that he, he we're a funny club. Rather than just <laughs> acting like he's a serious, serious journalist. Well, if he comes out like that, then the he lose, he immediately loses credibility. Because I feel like oh, a yeah. draw to the show... No, but I'm saying a draw to the show... But Blaine, a draw to the show is that these are these people's right. genuine reactions. That's a draw to the show. That's why I started watching it, That's you know, true. a couple of years ago. It's that you feel like you this is what... these. Say, oh, Arsenal TV is going to be so good tonight when we lose to Bournemouth or something. That's why you don't lose to Bournemouth. Do you ever watch when we win? Maybe. I, w- I watched it with a Bamiyang's first game where you lot won 5 1. I watched it then. 
Because I want it. What do you want me to say? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just. But my my point is just um, if you lot were winning, I don't think the videos would stop. So I feel like that's that alone yeah, says no a would lot. Watch them. Arsenal fans no, would. I mean, there's man, there's Man U no, fan TV. There's like, Chelsea I, fan TV. Do I I hate, I think Arsenal fans are the worst. Why care what Arsenal fans are doing? All I care about is that we won. I don't come out and have a win thinking, bloody hell, I would love to know what the person <laughs> next to you was thinking about that game. No one does that. They make money off of us being bad, and I think you're a naive thing that isn't the case. They do make money, but I don't feel like that's the only draw. Okay. Um, but well, that's fine. All right. Um, thanks, Blaine, for calling in. Unfortunately, because of the lateness, we uh, we have to cut the episode short because i can see the people at the door well they were just there looking at me with their beady eyes um hot take of the week i had a lot you know some more hot than others but i'm not trying to burn no bridges today so i'm just going to talk about light-skinned women uh i feel like light-skinned women while you lot are hot when you're young (laughs) you age like milk and Honestly, I'd I've, I'd much rather be a dark skinned woman than, than a light skinned woman because it, it, you know that you've got a, a strict time limit on how you look. I implore you, listeners, if you can find me a light skinned woman over fifty that still looks good, I'll give you all the money in my pocket. There's nothing there, but I know that they are not attractive over the age of fifty. They don't age well. Whereas dark skinned women. They age like, you know, a fine whiskey. But I don't know. That's just me. That's hot take of the week. That's been thinking out loud. I hope you lot enjoyed it today. Um, it will be up online on Monday. Um, you know, but just stay tuned. Modest Sack on all accounts. Uh, Jackie, how do you want to shout out your stuff, if anything? Or... No? I have nothing to say. It's been fun. Been good. Gotta have you lot all back from that. Up again. Sorry for the short episode. Blame the genie, not me. China stepped outside to be some. I don't know. Maybe shave her head. But I'll see you lot next week. Peace out.